0: It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Welcome to Wise Guys, These Guys Know Sports, here live on the Worldwide Sports Network. Everybody go follow Wise Guys on Twitter, at Wise Guys, underscore H, also on Facebook, Wise Guys. Make sure to follow Wise Guys on Instagram, These Guys Know Sports, on this beautiful Thursday, December the 22nd, in the house with your boy, Trey Larkin. Come on in and sit a while, folks. It's going to be an action jam-packed show tonight on the World Wide Sports Network. We are entering NFL Week 16. We got some big-time matchups in Week 16. We're going to discuss tonight on the show, we got the Bengals in Foxborough to take on Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. Bengals on a six-game winning streak. They are now the number one team in the AFC North trying to... Get the number one seed in the AFC. So a big-time matchup for the Bengals this weekend in New England. Also, the Packers are in South Beach. They're taking on the Miami Dolphins. Dolphins on the three-game loser streak. Packers are fighting for their playoff lives. So that's a big-time matchup Sunday in Miami. Major, major playoff implications around that game. Merry Christmas, everyone. We got Christmas on Sunday. Also, a king was born on December the 26th, 32 years ago. So my birthday is on Monday, so I'm definitely excited about that. So it's going to be a great weekend. It's going to be a great weekend, and, and I'm so excited to be able to spend time with family and 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 be able to see family fly in from out of town and Just be able to do some catching up, man. This is a great time to reflect on your entire year, things that you were able to accomplish, you know, New Year's resolutions heading into 2023. So definitely, definitely an exciting time of the year. Happy holidays to everyone out there. But let's talk some football. Let's talk some AFC. Let's talk Jaguars, Jets on Thursday Night Football On Amazon Prime, the Jets are favored by one point. It's an 8-15 kickoff on Amazon Prime video. The over-under for this matchup is 36 points. So when I look at this matchup, let's start off with the Jacksonville Jaguars. I love the way the Jacksonville Jaguars have been playing over the last few weeks. The Jaguars right now, at 6-8, they have... Won two straight games. They beat the Tennessee Titans in week 14, 36-22. to 22. They followed that up with an overtime win over the Dallas Cowboys last week in Jacksonville, 40-34. to 34. I love the way the Jacksonville Jaguars are playing football right now. And honestly, it all starts with Trevor Lawrence, their sophomore quarterback out of Clemson. Trevor Lawrence is playing some very, very good football for the season. Trevor Lawrence, he has 24 touchdowns, seven interceptions, 3,520 passing yards. He's completed 66% of his passes. Trevor Lawrence has elevated his game, and he's playing some sensational football right now. He really, really is. You look at Trevor Lawrence and what he's done in the last six games. Last six games, Trevor Lawrence, his completion percentage is 70%. He's averaging 280 passing yards per game, 14 touchdowns, one interception, and last week against the Cowboys, he had a fumble in that game, and they were still able to win that football game. So he was resilient, and he made the necessary plays for the Jaguars to win the football game. Trevor Lawrence outplayed Dak Prescott last week. Let's call it what it is. He outplayed him, especially when the game was in limbo and a play needed to be made. I thought Trevor Lawrence made big-time plays in big moments in that game, and that's how you become a legit starting elite quarterback in the NFL. And I like what I saw from him, and honestly, watching that game and watching Trevor Lawrence all season, it tells you everything you need to know about why Urban Meyer was a bad fit in Jacksonville and Doug Peterson was exactly what the doctor ordered for the Jacksonville Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence. I I really like the job that Doug Peterson has done because I said when – when Peterson got hired, that that was a great hire by the Jaguars. You look at Doug Peterson as a head coach in Philly. He won an NFL Super Bowl, and when he was in Philadelphia, he had a great coaching record in Philadelphia. He went 42-37-1, and one, so he won 53% of his games. He won a Super Bowl. With Nick Foles. Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl with Nick Foles. His overall coaching record is 48-45-1. So he's won 52% of his games. And I said at the time when the Jaguars hired Peterson, I said this was a great hire. And Trevor Lawrence is going to progress this season. And he's done just that. You look at Trevor Lawrence. In the first year of his career, last year as a rookie, Trevor Lawrence, he was okay last year. And we saw upside from him. But this year, we've seen a significant increase in quality quarterback play. Last year, he had only 12 touchdowns, 17 interceptions, 3,641 passing yards. And this year, I believe that Trevor Lawrence has elevated his game to being a top 15 quarterback in the NFL. There's no quarterback that's currently playing better than Trevor Lawrence right now outside of Joe Burrow and Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes. That's how great Trevor Lawrence has been playing over the last six weeks. And I love the weapons offensively that the Jaguars have. At receiver, you got Zay Jones. You got Christian Kirk. You got Marvin Jones Jr. And you got Evan Ingram at your tight end spot. And in the backfield, you got... Travis Eteron, and I like what he's done this year. He's definitely helped them in the running game. He really, really has. For the season, Eteron has 182 carries, 917 rushing yards, averaging over five yards per carry, four touchdowns. I like what I've seen from Eteron this year. I I really, really do. Now, defensively, I think the Jets got one of the best defenses in the NFL. You look at the Jets' defense. They only give up 323 total yards per game. That's ranked third in the NFL. They only give up 194 yards passing per game. That's ranked fourth in the NFL. And they give up 19 points per game, which is tied for fourth in the NFL. So this Jets defense is the real deal. And we know that they are led by head coach Robert Sala. And we know Robert Sala, he was the defensive coordinator for the 49ers before he became the head coach in New York for the Jets. So Salah knows defense. He he does a great job leading this defensive unit for the Jets. Their best player is Sauce Gardner. Sauce Gardner is is a beast. Last week against the Detroit Lions, the Lions targeted Sauce Gardner zero times last week. They didn't target Sauce Gardner one time last week. Because they respect Sauce Gardner and the type of DB he is. I love Sauce Gardner. I think in the next few years, Sauce Gardner could be the best cornerback in the NFL. He's already a top five, arguably top three. But I like Jair Alexander, the all-pro for the Packers. But Sauce Gardner definitely is in the conversation. He's definitely in that conversation. Defensively, they got Quentin Williams up front. They got Sheldon Rankins as well. Carl Lawson. C.J. Mosley at linebacker. So I like this Jets defense. I really, really do. I think this is the strength of their football team. We know how incompetent their quarterbacks have been this year with Zach Wilson and Mike White. So if anything solid can, can lean on in this matchup tonight in inclement weather, it's going to be that defense. It's supposed to rain tonight. And Trevor Lawrence, he's not used to having to play in these type of conditions. So the rain tonight makes this game be the advantage for the New York Jets. This rain is going to favor the Jets and their style. They like to run the football and play some great defense. Zach Wilson is going to get the start tonight. Zach Wilson, for the season, he's been very inconsistent. Six touchdowns, six interceptions, 1,596 passing yards. He he hasn't been very good. And I never blame Sala for benching Zach Wilson earlier in the season. I thought that was the right decision because it sent the message to your football team that the best player at each position will play. Zach Wilson got a lot to learn. And this organization, they've invested a lot in Zach Wilson. It's time for Zach Wilson to make it pay off for the New York Jets organization. It's time. I see the talent. I see plays where Zach Wilson shows his talent and you can see his arm strength and see his athleticism but there are times where he's very inconsistent and he's been turning the ball over a lot this year he's been one of the worst quarterbacks in the nfl that's how bad it's been for zach wilson but it's gonna be a big time matchup major major playoff implications surrounding this matchup tonight in the meadowlands with all that being said i'm going to roll with the new york jets to beat the jacksonville jaguars In an upset, I'm going Jets, 17, Jaguars, 13. I think the game is going to be ugly, and I think Trevor Lawrence is going to struggle for the first time in seven games. Jets, 17, Jaguars, 13. But I will say this. The Jags are a playoff team in the AFC South. Even if they lose tonight, they are a playoff team in the AFC South because Ryan Tannehill was out for the season. The Titans may not win another game. The Titans may not win another game. I'm going Jets with the upset tonight in the Meadowlands. Everybody go and follow Wise Guys on Twitter at WiseGuys underscore H. you on Facebook, Wise Guys. And be sure to follow Wise Guys on Instagram at These Guys Know Sports. Coming out the break, I'm going to discuss Jalen Hurts and his NFL MVP chances. I'll be right back. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to Wise Guys. These guys know sports here live on the Worldwide Sports Network. Everybody going to follow Wise Guys on Twitter at Wise Guys underscore H. I on Facebook, Wise Guys. You should to follow Wise Guys. It's going to these guys know sports. Call to the show, 513-203-8655. 513-203-8655 is the number to dial. Call in. Who is your current NFL MVP? Is it Jalen Hurts? Is it Patrick Mahomes? Is it Joe Burrow? Those are the top three leading candidates for MVP honors right now. So who do you have right now winning NFL MVP? And I'm going to talk about that here shortly. Don't forget later on in the show, I'm going to preview an AFC matchup between the Bengals and the Patriots. Major, major playoff implications around that. And also a battle in South Beach. Aaron Rodgers versus Tua Tagovailoa. Packers, Dolphins on Fox on Christmas. Uh two matchups this weekend. I'm excited about in Bengals, Patriots, and Packers, Dolphins. And also, we got the NBA on Christmas this weekend, ladies and gentlemen. I'm excited about it. I'm definitely excited about it. That Bucks Celtics matchup in Boston is gonna be big time. As as because the Celtics have been struggling lately. They've been struggling. I've been very upset with the Celtics. They went on a West Coast trip. They blew out the Phoenix Suns, but they, they forgot how to play basketball in Phoenix. It's almost as if Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, they left their games in Phoenix because they blew out the Suns by almost 50 that night. And then they got beat by the Clippers. They had to come from behind to beat the Lakers in Staples. And then they basically come home and they get beat last weekend in a weekend series. By the magic, and then they get beat by the Pacers last night. They were down 30 at one point last night to the Pacers. The Indiana Pacers. This ain't the Memphis Grizzlies. This ain't the Brooklyn Nets or even the Milwaukee Bucks. This is the Indiana Pacers we're talking about. And I love the Pacers. I love how the Pacers were contending in the Easter Conference in the LeBron, Dwayne Wade, Miami era because both times when the Heat were Getting to the championship and getting to the NBA finals, they ran into those Indiana Pacers that featured Paul George and, you know, Lance Stevenson and, and that bunch and David West. But these ain't those Pacers. And the Celtics were down 30 to them last night. They ended up coming back and they lost by a few points, but it was a pathetic first half for the Celtics. So I want to see how the Celtics look on Christmas against the Bucs. want to see how they look. Call to the show 513. 203 8655 513 203-8655, call in. Let's transition to the NFL, and let's talk about Jalen Hurts. As Nick Sirianni, the head coach for the Philadelphia Eagles, he announced that Jalen Hurts will miss Saturday's NFC East matchup between the Philadelphia Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys. And so, it's going to be Gardner Minshew who's going to get the start for the Philadelphia Eagles. So, when I look at the NFL MVP race, I said last week that Jalen Hurts was my NFL MVP. And I love the way Hurts has been playing this year. 22 touchdowns, 5 interceptions, 3,472 passing yards. He's completed 67% of his passes. Remember coming into the season and most of the offseason, we heard, and the biggest question was, is Jalen Hurts the franchise quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles moving forward? He replaced Carson Wentz, and in my opinion, there was nowhere to go but up because Carson Wentz was a mess in Philly his last few years. I mean, outside of the year when the Eagles won the Super Bowl without Carson Wentz, because Carson Wentz was an MVP candidate that year. Outside of that season, Wentz was never the same player in Philadelphia, and that's why they. That's why Harry Roseman, the general manager for the Eagles, he shipped Carson Wentz out of Philly to Indianapolis. But last year, Jalen Hurts, he led the Eagles to the seventh seed in The NFC, they lost on wild card weekend to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Hurts didn't look great. But it was their first playoff action with Hurts as their starting quarterback. And they didn't have very high expectations last year. They snuck into the playoffs late as a seventh seed. So I thought them getting to the playoffs last year exceeded expectations for them last season. But this year... Hurts has been nothing short of sensational and I just mentioned his passing numbers look at Jalen Hurts even rushing numbers as a quarterback for the Eagles on the ground. This year Hurts has 156 carries, 747 rushing yards, 13 touchdowns. So he he's been doing a great job as a dual threat quarterback in this Sirianni offense. And I believe that he is the leading MVP candidate because he hasn't had one bad game this year outside of last week's performance against the Chicago Bears. I think he threw two interceptions last week. He he didn't play very well last week against the Bears. He kind of he struggled in that matchup, but that was his first game this year where he struggled. I've seen Mahomes struggle in games and lost to the Bengals. He didn't didn't play great in that game, but he didn't play horrible, but he was average. I've seen Burrow at the beginning of the season lose to the Steelers, lose to the Cowboys on the road in Cooper Rush. I've seen Tua lose three straight games to the 49ers, Chargers, and the Bills. Three straight games, and against the Chargers at one point, Tua went 3 of 15 in that game, passing. So I think Jalen Hurts has been – the most consistent MVP candidate all season long. But if you ask the question, will Jalen Hurts, if he, while missing this game, is it going to hurt his MVP chances? I believe it will hurt his MVP chance. His numbers in comparison to Patrick Mahomes this year. This year, Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts, this is – Compare, comparing the two quarterbacks. Hertz total QBR. This was December 13th. So this was last week. Hertz QBR, fourth in the NFL. Mahomes was first. Yards per pass attempt. Hertz was third in the NFL. Mahomes was second. Passing touchdowns. Hertz was tied for fifth. Mahomes got the most passing touchdowns in the NFL. So I believe that statistically, when you look at the numbers, Mahomes has the advantage over Hurts. He has the advantage over Hurts, and Hurts, when you look at their teams and what they're working with, with A.J. Brown, with Devontae Smith, with Miles Sanders in the backfield, with Dallas Goddard at tight end, I believe Hurts is playing with more than what Mahomes is playing with in Kansas City. Now, in Kansas City, Mahomes he has Andy Reid, one of the Greatest coaches in NFL history. He got Eric B, a great offensive play caller for that Chiefs football team. And he has Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey is the best tight end in the NFL. He's already a first ballot Hall of Fame tight end, but that's about it. Everyone else that Mahomes is playing with, they're inconsistent. Juju Smith Schuster is inconsistent. Marquez Valles' scanling is damn sure inconsistent. So I think that Mahomes, honestly, with Hurts being injured and missing this game against the Cowboys, I think this is an opportunity for Patrick Mahomes to take control of the NFL MVP and implement himself as being the leading candidate as we get into Week 17 and Week 18. I think if he plays great this weekend against the Seahawks, and I expect him to play great, I think he is going to be the leading candidate for NFL MVP as we get into week 17 and week 18. I think the, the race was already close between Hertz and Mahomes. So I don't believe I, I I never thought that Hertz could afford to miss a game and still be the leading candidate for MVP honors. Call to the show if you disagree. 513-203. 8655. 8, Do you believe that even missing one game, Jalen Hurts can still win NFL MVP? I thought it was already close to begin with, but now with him being out, I just, I just, it's gonna, it's, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough for Hurts to be able to win MVP. And again, I think when you look at both teams, I think Hurts is working with more than what Patrick Mahomes is working with in Kansas City. Everybody, go follow Wise Guys on Twitter at WiseGuys underscore. Wait, you saw on Facebook, Wise Guys, and be sure to follow Wise Guys at Instagram at These Guys No Sports. Come on to the show as we get later in the show. Give me your predictions for NFL Week 16. What you, what, what may, what big game are you looking forward to the most this week in the NFL? That's what we're talking about. I'm Trey Larkins. I'll be right back. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to Wise Guys, These Guys Know Sports. Here live on the World wise Sports Network. Love that Fireman. By Wayne, it always get me hyped up. Everybody go up, follow wise guys on Twitter at Wise Guys underscore wake also on Facebook, Wise Guys. And be sure to follow Wise Guys on Instagram at These Guys Know Sports. Call to the show, 513 203 8655 513 203 8655 is the number to Dow. We're talking NFL week 16, big time matchups in the AFC Bengals, Patriots in Foxboro. I'm gonna get to that here in a bit. And also my NFL week 16 wise picks, ladies and gentlemen. If you have any games that you are pondering on betting on, if you if you want to, you know, win some money, if you're a gambling man or a woman and you want to win some money, definitely, definitely tune in to my NFL week 16 wise picks you will not regret it. I guarantee you won't regret it. I'm telling you right now. You're not going to regret it. But um Merry Merry Christmas. It's, it's Christmas. It's 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 here. I mean, it's supposed to be a very very bad ice storm tonight and early tomorrow morning. So it's it's it's, it's going to be some it's going to be some rough weather. So Definitely be, be, make sure you know got everything that you need to make sure that your car is in great shape. This is the time of year when you got to have a great transportation. You got to have a car that functions properly because this is the type of weather where you don't want to get stranded anywhere. It's an ice storm. It, it is a mess. And it's gonna be like negative 20. That's what they say it's gonna feel like here in Cincinnati. It's gonna feel like negative 20. Like, like I, I I'm like if you ain't did your Christmas shopping. You're in trouble. You're like, you really going to be in trouble tomorrow and Saturday if you haven't done your Christmas shopping yet. It's going to be so cold, you're not going to want to leave the house. Are saying people need to stay in the house? That's how cold it's going to be. But definitely a great time of year. Great time of year. Like I said earlier, man, it, I love this time of year. You get a chance to spend some time with family, spend some time with your kids, your loved ones. It doesn't get much better than this. It doesn't. But let's transition to a matchup. In South Beach on Sunday afternoon, it's Christmas football in Miami. It's the six and eight Green Bay Packers traveling to take on the eight and six Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins are favored by four points. It's a one o'clock kickoff on Christmas. The over under for this matchup is 49 points. So, when I look at this matchup, let's start off with the Green Bay Packers. The Packers, winners of two straight. They beat the Bears a few weeks ago in week 13, 28 to 19. Bears are not a good football team. So as a Packers fan, I wasn't impressed with that win. Go to the bye week, week 14, and then they had the Rams on Monday. The Packers beat the Rams 24 to 12. But I thought the Packers should have blew out the Rams, because we get into that time of year where teams are typically who they are at this time of the year. Like, there's no surprises anymore. You are who your record says you are. And I felt like watching that game, the Packers only beating the Rams 24-12, was kind of indicative of how the Packers season has went so far this year because the Rams, they threw in the towel. They threw in the towel this year. Matthew Stafford is out. Cooper Cup is out. Aaron Donald is out. Packers, they're fighting for their playoff lives. I would have liked to see the Packers beat the Rams by at least 17 or three touchdowns. 17 or 21 points, I would have been okay with that as a fan. But they only won by 12 points. Now, they could have scored at the end of the game and won 31 to 12 but they took a knee on three straight plays and they they just milked the clock and the game was over. But, you know, in that game, I thought offensively they were balanced. You look at what they were able to do on the offensive side of the ball. They had 138 rushing yards. They had 207 passing yards. So I like that rushing attack with A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones. And this is something that we've been talking about all year long with the Packers and how they are going to have to win football games. With the young receivers that they have, you can't rely on Aaron Rodgers to drop back the pass 40 times in football games and expect to win. You're going to need to ride the legs of Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. That's what, that's what the recipe for success for this Packers football team needs to be. For the season, the Packers have 27 rushing yards per game That's ranked 12th in the NFL. That's their recipe for success. But I will admit, the Packers offensively over the last two weeks, albeit against the Bears and the Rams, I like what I've seen from the Packers overall in the last two weeks from an offensive standpoint. And the Dolphins, they don't have a great defense like the 49ers, or like the Eagles. Their defense is is average at best. At best, they're average. But you look at Christian Watson for the season. He got 29 receptions, 447 receiving yards, seven touchdowns. I like what I've seen from Christian Watson over the last few weeks. He would have had his fifth touchdown in five games straight had he been able to catch a touchdown pass against the Rams. He had a chance to get into the end zone. But Troy Hill had a great tackle on Watson in the open field in that game. But I like what I've seen from Watson. I really, really do. Romeo Dobbs for the season, 36 receptions, 369 receiving yards, three touchdowns. So I like the development of Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs. I really, really do. And this is why I believe Aaron Rodgers is going to return back for his 18th season. Seeing. The emergence of a Christian Watson, a Romeo Dobbs. You got to be excited. And honestly, statistically, the Packers have played better in their last five games compared to what they did in their first nine games. Their first nine games, the Packers went three and six. Their last five games, they went three and two. Points per game in their first nine games, they averaged 17 points per game. In their last five games, they've averaged 27 points per game. In their first nine games, they had three rushing touchdowns. In their last five games, they had six rushing touchdowns. Their turnover margin in the first nine games, they were minus five in turnover margin. Last five games, plus two. And they and they've had also four rushing touchdowns over the last two games. So it, it's starting to come, it's, it's starting to become a tundra turnaround for the Green Bay Packers. And, again, I think when it comes to Aaron Rodgers and whether or not he's going to play next year, considering the money that the Packers owe Aaron Rodgers and the development of Watson and Dobbs, you still got Aaron Jones in the backfield. You still got A.J. Dillon. You still got Matt LaFleur, who's led you to an NFC championship twice. You know, I think Aaron Rodgers will definitely return back for his 18th season. Not only that, I don't believe Aaron Rodgers wants to share that spotlight in the offseason, retiring the same year when Brady retires. I think Rodgers and Brady deserve to both go out on their own terms and have their own ceremony. So I think Aaron Rodgers will definitely return back for his 18th season for one more ride with the Packers. But I believe in this matchup against the Dolphins, the Packers are going to have to outscore the Dolphins. That's, That's what I believe is going to have to happen in this game. Defensively. I don't see the Packers being able to slow down Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. I mean, the way that Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle have played this year, it has been nothing short of sensational. And I believe that they are the best wide receiver duo in the NFL. I love the trio with the Bengals, with Chase, with Boyd, with Higgins. But this duo with Hill and Waddle. It's the best in the NFL, best in the NFL. Tyreek Hill for the season, 109 receptions, 1,529 receiving yards, seven touchdowns. It's a great chance that Tyreek Hill may have over 2,000 receiving yards this year. It's a possibility it could happen. That's how great Tyreek Hill has been this season. And these are part of the reason why Tua has had the best season of his career. You can make an argument for Tyreek Hill being the NFL MVP if you look at the way Tua has played this year alone. But Jalen Waddle, 62 receptions, 1,117 receiving yards, seven touchdowns this year. I, they have been great this year for the Dolphins. So that's the one matchup that I'm looking forward to watching in this matchup. When the Dolphins have the football on the offense and the Packers are on defense, Tyreek Hill... And Jalen Waddle versus Jair Alexander and Rasul Douglas for the Packers. That's the matchup I'm looking forward to seeing. Are the Packers going to, you know, get physical with Hill and Waddle and try to disrupt the timing in that Dolphins offense? Because I believe if you can get pressure on Tua, I think that will help your defense be able to slow down this high powered Dolphins offense. Offensively, the Dolphins. They averaged 385 total yards per game. That's ranked fourth in the NFL. They averaged 274 passing yards per game. That's ranked third in the NFL. They averaged 25 points per game. That's ranked ninth in the NFL. And this year has been the best year of Tua's career. This year, Tua, 24 touchdowns, five interceptions, 3,238 passing yards, he's completed 65% of his passes. You got to give a lot of credit to Mike McDaniel and the development that he has done with Tua Tagovailoa. Remember last year under Brian Flores, there were times where Tua didn't even finish games. Ryan Fitzpatrick had to come in and finish games for the Dolphins last year because they didn't believe in Tua. Remember, they were in the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes and they were also trying to bring in Tom Brady with Sean Payton. So they were definitely, definitely interested in moving on from Tua. But I think the Packers, their one chance at being able to pull off the upset is going to be trying to, you know, put up some points offensively, put up some points against this, this Dolphins defense that hasn't been very good. I mean, you look at the Dolphins defensively this year, they're bottom half in a lot of major categories. They're ranked 24th in total yards given up per game. They give up 375 yards per game. They're, they give up 246 yards per game. That's ranked 27th in the NFL. So you can definitely throw the football on this Dolphins defense. They give up 25 points per game as a defense. That's tied for 26th in the NFL. So you can definitely score against this Dolphins defense. Now, On the other side again, Tua, it's interesting when you look at what he's done the last few weeks. In Week 7 through 12, in those games, the Dolphins, Week 7 through 12, these are their opponents. They played the Steelers at home. They were at the Lions in Week 8. They were at the Bears Week 9. They were home against the Browns Week 10. They had a bye in week 11, and in week 12, they had the Texans. Those were the five games in week 7 through 12 in their opponents, right? This were Tua's numbers. They won all five of those games. His completion percentage was 70. He had 11 touchdowns, zero interceptions. His passer rating was 119.7 against those five inferior opponents. Now, let's go to weeks 13 through 15, shall we? Week 13, they played the 49ers. Week 14, they played the Chargers. Week 15, they were in Buffalo. These were his numbers. They were 0-3 as a team. He completed 50% of his passes. Five touchdowns, two interceptions, passer rating 83.3. So what that tells me is Tua plays great against inferior competition But against the elite teams in the NFL, he struggles. And if the Dolphins want to be a true contender in the AFC, Tua is going to have to play better against the upper echelon of the football teams in the NFL. That's what that tells me. It's time for my prediction. This game is going to be much closer than people anticipate. It's a Christmas matchup. I'm so excited for it. The Packers need this win to improve on their playoff chances. And real quick, before I get my prediction on the game, this is the the route for the playoffs for the Packers to make the playoffs. They have to win out against, against the Dolphins, Vikings, and Lions. They need the Commanders to lose two out of their next three games. The Commanders have the 49ers, Browns, and Cowboys. They also need the Seahawks to lose one of their next three games. But the Seahawks play the Chiefs this week. That's a Very likely chance the Seahawks will lose that game. So that's the route for the Packers. And what's so crazy is all those scenarios could happen. The hardest part for the Packers is going to be winning out. All that being said, I ain't picking against Aaron Rodgers. I'm rolling with the Green Bay Packers to beat the Miami Dolphins in an upset in Miami and keep their playoff hopes alive. I'm going Packers 27, Dolphins. 24. It's gonna be close, but I got Aaron Rodgers outlasting to Tua Vailoa in Miami on Christmas. Everybody go and follow Wise Guys on Twitter at Wise Guys underscore Wait. Also on Facebook, Wise Guys. Be sure to follow Wise Guys on Instagram. These guys know sports. Coming out of the break, I'm going to preview the Bengals Patriots matchup in Foxborough. I'll be right back. Welcome back to Wise Guys. These guys know sports. We're live on the Worldwide Sports Network. Everybody want to go follow Wise Guys on Twitter. At Wise Guys underscore Toss on Facebook, Wise Guys. You should have Wise Guys. on Instagram at These Guys Know Sports. At Destiny Child, Eight Days of Christmas is probably one of my favorite, favorite Christmas jams. You can't go wrong with it. Cannot go wrong with that, man. One of my favorite, favorite Christmas songs. Call to the show, 513-203-8655. 513-203-8655 is the number to dial. Any specific NFL topic you want to discuss? want to talk some NBA? Got some big-time matchups on Christmas. I'll talk about them at the end of the show. Go down the, the slate of NBA action that we're going to have on Christmas. But let's transition to a matchup in the AFC. It is the 10-4 Cincinnati Bengals taking on the 7-7 seven and seven New England Patriots. The Bengals are favored by three points. It's a one o'clock kickoff in Foxborough. The over-under for this matchup is 41.5 points. The Bengals are streaking right now. They are playing some great football. They've won six straight games. And that's where I want to start off when I discuss this matchup is the Cincinnati Bengals overall as a football team They are playing some great football. And when you talk about hottest teams in the NFL, you gotta have in the NFC the 49ers. You gotta have the Eagles in the AFC. There is no one. I mean, no one playing as great as the Cincinnati Bengals right now. They are the hottest team in the NFL, and they are led by their quarterback in Joe Burrow. 31 touchdowns, only 12. Total turnovers, 10 interceptions this year. He's completing 68% of his passes. Joe Burrow has been sensational this year. And you look at his numbers, entering week 15, he led, or he was the second. He was second in total touchdowns for the season with 27. He's third in the NFL in completion percentage with 68 completion percentage. He also is third in passing yards per game with 283 yards passing per game. That was entering week 15 before the Bucks matchup. So Joe Burrow has been nothing short of sensational. And I want to give you some more numbers. And I saw this. This was interesting. And I had to write it down. Because everyone knows that I compare Joe Burrow to Tom Brady. I believe his poise his leadership is similar to Tom Brady. Because just like Tom Brady, Burrow is not the fastest. He's not the most athletic. He's not the most gifted thrower of the football. He doesn't have the great arm strength like Mahomes or Josh Allen or Herbert has. But he has leadership like Tom Brady. And it's funny because through his first 39 starts, Joe Burrow's stats – when you compare them to Tom Brady's, they are better. They're better. So, this is their first 39 starts Joe Burrow and Tom Brady. Joe Burrow's record in his first 39 starts, 21 17 and 1. Tom Brady's record is 27 and 12. So, that's advantage TB. Joe Burrow has more passing yards than Tom Brady had. Burrow has 10,984 passing yards. Tom Brady had 8,442 passing yards. Burrow has 74 total passing touchdowns. Brady had 57 total passing touchdowns. This is all in their first 39 starts. Burrow only threw 28 interceptions in his first 39 starts. Brady threw 34. So I thought that was interesting because we've been talking about Brady and. Burrow, especially for the matchup last week with the Bengals and Buccaneers, and we compared Burrow to Brady, but in their first 39 starts, Burrow was better than Brady. Now I'm not saying that Burrow is going to have a better career than Tom Brady is. That's that's ridiculous. It is too early to, to tell whether or not Burrow is going to have a better career than Brady had. Like Burrow definitely has the the capability of being able to live up to the expectations and win multiple Super Bowls, but not 7 like that. What Brady did winning seven Super Bowls is something we're never going to see before happen. It's it's not going to happen. It's not going to be Mahomes, Burrow. No one's going to win more than Brady won when it comes to Super Bowls. It's just not going to happen. But I believe that statistically, when it's all said and done, there are some quarterbacks that could possibly have better statistics than Brady when it's all said and done. And Burrow is one of those players. You look at the Bengals offensively. Offensively, the Bengals, they had Jamar Chase. They have T. Higgins. They have Tyler Boyd. And I believe that's the best trio of receivers in the NFL. Now, Tyreek Hill and Waddle, they are the best duo when it comes to receivers. But Chase, Boyd, and Higgins are the best trio when it comes to receivers. You look at their numbers this year. T. Higgins, let's start off with him. He did great. In the absence of Jamar Chase stepping up as the number one receiver for the Bengals in those games that Chase missed, Higgins for the season, he got 65 receptions, 894 receiving yards, six touchdowns, averaging 14 yards per reception. Jamar Chase in 10 games played, 71 receptions, 881 receiving yards. Eight touchdowns, averaging 12.4 yards per reception. Tyler Boyd, who is their slot receiver, he's been good as well. 50 receptions, 690 receiving yards, five touchdowns, 13.8 yards per reception. This trio is the best in the NFL. And this is the reason why the Bengals have a chance to repeat as AFC champions. Because this Bengals offense is the best offense right now in the NFL. and Unlike the Bills, unlike the Chiefs and Dolphins, the Bengals actually have a balanced attack. They have Pirine and Mixon in the backfield who they can hand the football off to. And I think Mixon and Pirine is a nice tandem to have at the running back position. You look at what they've done this year for the season, Mixon has 183 Rushing attempts, 722 rushing yards, six touchdowns, kind of a down year for Mixon. I'm not sure he's going to get over a 1,000 yards rushing this year. A lot of Bingo fans are, you know, talking about they want P. Ryan in over Mixon. Make no mistake about it. If the Bengals are going to to exceed expectations and get back to the Super Bowl, they're going to need Joe Mixon to play like an elite running back. I believe that Joe Mixon is going to still have a major impact on whether or not the Bengals can make some noise in the playoffs. Mark my words when I'm saying that, Bengal fans. Joe Mixon is going to have a major, major impact on whether or not the Bengals can go on another deep playoff run. P. Ryan for the year, he got 85 rush attempts, 373 rushing yards, two touchdowns. I thought his performances against the Steelers and the Titans games that Mixon was out. I thought P. Ryan stepped up and played pretty good football for Joe Burrow and his Bengals offense. I really, 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 really do. So offensively, we know the Bengals are top tier in major, major categories. They average 381 total yards per game. That's ranked sixth in the NFL. They averaged 262 yards passing per game. That's ranked sixth in the NFL. And they average 26 points per game. That's tied for fifth in the NFL. And here's a key stat. that, And this is why they are able to put up points, because they can sustain drives. They convert on 47% of their third down plays. You know, that's important when you're trying to be an elite offense. you got to be able to convert on third down. Bengals get it done on third down. And honestly, I think right now you can make an argument that Joe Burrow is the NFL MVP. Now, I got... Mahomes and Hurts over him, but he's definitely third on my NFL MVP list. He's third. You look at Burrow this year compared to Mahomes. Mahomes has 4,496 passing yards. Burrow has 3,885 passing yards. Mahomes has 35 passing touchdowns. Burrow has 31 passing touchdowns. Mahomes has 11, touch, 11 turnovers. Burrow has 12 turnovers. Mahomes is averaging 8.1 yards per pass play. Burrow's averaging seven point six yards per pass play. Mahomes has the edge in passer rating as well, one hundred five to one hundred two. But depending on how these last three games, you know, end for Mahomes and Burrow, Burrow could definitely creep his way up in the MVP conversation for sure. So, uh, and you're wondering, you're probably wondering, like, why has he talked about the the Patriots? Because I don't believe in the Patriots. I don't believe in the New England Patriots, ladies and gentlemen. I thought last week that opportunity against the Raiders, they were 76 going into that game. If they were able to beat the Raiders and improve to 8-6, and six, maybe they could have squeaked into the playoffs. But Jacoby Myers' blunder at the end of that game, that completely ruined the chances for the New England Patriots. And by the way, that's one thing I want to talk about with the Patriots real quick. I said this on Tuesday night show. Please, please do not blame Bill Belichick for what took place at the end of the Patriots-Raiders football game Sunday afternoon in Las Vegas. Please do not blame Bill Belichick for that. We know Bill Belichick this year, he's had his hand into the pot for a part of being the blame for why the Patriots offensively have struggled this year. Offensively, the Patriots have been pathetic this year. And as their offensive coordinator, they got Joe Judge and Matt Patricia. And neither Joe Judge and Matt Patricia knows offense. You can blame Bill Belichick for the struggles on that Patriots offense. But what you're not going to do is blame Bill Belichick for what took place on that bonehead play by Jacoby Myers. Bill Belichick is a six-time Super Bowl winning head coach, three-time NFL coach of the year. We're not going to blame Bill Belichick for what took place at the end of that game. And I want to say this real quick about Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers entered the NFL in 2019 as an undrafted free agent out of North Carolina state. I love his story. I, I, being undrafted working hard to get to the NFL is a major, major accomplishment. And for his career, Jacoby Myers got 220 receptions, 2,594 receiving yards, five touchdowns. I love what Jacoby Myers has done since he's been in the NFL since 2019. But that was probably the dumbest play in NFL history, what Myers did at the end of that football game. That's the dumbest play in NFL history. I have never. Seen a bonehead play like I saw at the end of that Patriots Raiders game, courtesy to Jacoby Myers. And then the worst part about it was he threw the ball backwards, so many like so many yards. He threw the ball to Mac Jones. What the hell was Mac Jones going to do with the football in that moment? I don't understand what he was thinking in that moment. Like I know that the Raiders won the game thirty. The 24, but Jacoby Myers lost that football game for the Patriots. He lost that game. You go to overtime, put yourself in a position to steal one on the road and improve to eight and six and improve your playoff hopes. But he wasn't able to do it. And again, I don't believe in this Patriots team at all. I never believed in Mac Jones, but a lot of the issues with the Patriots this year, I can't even blame on Mac Jones. Mac Jones this year, only seven touchdowns, eight interceptions. I mean, it's been bad in New England from an offensive standpoint. I'm going to roll with the Bengals to blow out the Patriots in Foxboro. I'm going Bengals 35, Patriots 14. I don't even think they're going to get 17 points. So I'm going Bengals 35, Patriots 14. And honestly, I think it's a little disrespectful to the Bengals that this line is only three points. Now let me let me check on my on my score app and see if maybe this line has changed because it, this is minus three. The Bengals are minus three, and that just tells you what the NFL believes, and well, not the NFL, Vegas believes about the Bengals. If this were the Chiefs or Bills, they would be favored by at least nine points. At least nine points. This week, the Chiefs are favored by ten points over the Seahawks. And I believe that the Seahawks and the Patriots are on the same level. But the Bengals are on the same level, if not a level ahead of the Chiefs right now. And Vegas has the Chiefs' favorite by 10 points over the Seahawks and the Bengals' favorite by 3 points over the Patriots. Makes no sense. Makes zero sense. Everybody go and follow Wise Guys on Twitter at Guys underscore H. Also on Facebook, WiseGuys. And be sure to follow Wise Guys at Instagram at these guys. No sports. Coming out of the break, I'm going to get into my NFL week 16 wise picks. Merry Christmas, everyone. I'll be right back. Welcome back to Wise Guys. These guys know sports. Here live on the Worldwide Sports Network. Call to the show. 513-203-8655. 513-203-8655. Is the number to dial. Anything you want to discuss. Got any particular matchups you're looking forward to this week in the NFL. It's week 16. We're getting very, very, very close to the NFL playoffs. So all these games are meaningful games. It's major, major playoff implications, starting off with tonight's matchup in the Meadowlands with the Jaguars and Jets. So meaningful football in week 16. So it's time for my best segment of the week, the most exciting part of the Wise Guys Sports Show featuring your boy Trey Larkins. If you are a betting man, a betting woman out there, and you want to win some money, and you want to gamble a little bit on some Week 16 Wise Picks, take a listen on the Wise Guy Sports Show, because I'm guaranteeing you right now I'm going to have a winning record. I haven't had one losing record this year in my Wise Picks. Not one time this year. In 15 weeks have I had a losing record. Don't expect anything to change. In week 16, let's get to these wise picks, shall we? We are in Cleveland. It's the Saints. It's the Browns. The Browns are favored by three points. It's a one o'clock kickoff. The over-under for this game is 32 points. I believe that Deshaun Watson is starting to get into a rhythm, ladies and gentlemen. I believe that the Browns are still in the playoff hunt in the AFC And I think they take care of business against the Saints in Cleveland. I'm going to go Browns 24, Saints 17 in Cleveland. I think Deshaun Watson is going to perform well. And the Browns are going to stay on pace and stay in the playoff race in the AFC. Falcons at Ravens. No Lamar Jackson for the Ravens. The Ravens are favored by six and a half points. It's a one o'clock kickoff. The over-under for this matchup is 35 and a half. So we got Desmond Ritter versus Tyler Huntley in this game. I believe that the Ravens are a better football team than the Falcons are. I believe Huntley is currently better than Ritter is, and the Ravens need to win. They have to win this game to to, to keep pace in the AFC playoff race. I'm going to roll with the Ravens to beat the Falcons in Baltimore. I'll go Ravens 20. Seven Falcons 17. I expect Ritter to play better this week compared to what he played against the Saints last week. He struggled against the Saints last week, he didn't even have over 100 yards passing in that game last week. But I expect Ritter to, to play much, much better. Ravens 27, Falcons 17. Bills favored by eight points in the Windy City against the Bears. One o'clock kickoff, the over under for this game 39 and a half points. Justin Fields, I'm not sure about his availability for this game. Josh Allen is better than Justin Fields, even if he plays. But I believe that the Bills blow out the Bears because I believe the the Bills, they are on a mission. And they want to try to lock up the number one seed in the AFC and have the road to the Super Bowl have to come through Buffalo. So I'm going to roll with the Bills to blow out the Bears. I'm going Bills big here. Let's go Bills, 35, Bears, 17. Lions favored by two and a half points in Carolina. It's a one o'clock kickoff. The over-under for this game, 43 and a half points. Lions been playing some great football lately, playing some great, great football. Start off the season one and six. They are now seven and seven, and they are definitely in the NFC playoff hunt for sure. Panthers, they have thrown in the towel on the season. I expect the Lions to take care of business in Carolina. I'm going Lions 30, Panthers 13. Seahawks are in Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. The Chiefs are favored by 10 points. It's a 1 o'clock kickoff in Kansas City. The over-under for this game is 49.5 points. Patrick Mahomes played great against the Texans last week but the Chiefs didn't play great as a football team. So I expect the Chiefs to have a bounce-back performance in Week 16 against the Seahawks. Seahawks have been struggling lately. They really have been struggling. They lost to the Panthers a few weeks ago at home. They lost to the Niners last week at home on Thursday night football. I believe that the Chiefs take care of business against the Seahawks. I'm going Chiefs 31, Seahawks 20. Texans are in Tennessee. To take on the Titans and Malik Willis, the Titans are favored by three-and-a-half points. It's a one-o'clock kickoff. The over-under for this game is 35-and-a-half points. I believe that the Titans are a better football team than the Texans are, but I'm going to roll with the Texans in an upset here. I don't like the way that the Titans have been playing football lately. I really, really don't. And I think they're going to struggle with the Texans. Texas fought hard against the Cowboys and the Chiefs in the last two weeks. So they've been in games. I'm going Texans here 23, Titans 20, upset pick of the week for week 16, Texans over Titans. Commanders are on the West Coast to take on Brock Purdy in the San Francisco 49ers. The 49ers are favored by seven points. It's a 405 kickoff in the Bay, the over under for this game is 37 and a half points. The 49ers are a better football team than the Commanders are. I believe that right now Kyle Shanahan is a better coach than Ron Rivera and I got a lot of respect for Ron Rivera, but Kyle Shanahan is a great head coach and he's a tremendous play caller. The only issue that we got with Kyle Shanahan is finishing the second half of Super Bowls. (laughs) That's the only problem we got about with Kyle Shanahan. I think the 49ers take care of business against the Commanders. I'm going 49ers 27, Commanders 20. Raiders are in Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. The Steelers are favored by two and a half points. It's 8-15 kickoff in Pittsburgh. I believe the Raiders are going to win this game. So I'm going to roll with the Raiders to beat the Steelers. I'll go Raiders 21, Steelers 18. I think it's close, but I I think that Derek Carr outperforms Kenny Pickett or Mitchell Trubisky, whoever the hell starts for the Steelers. I'm going to roll with Derek Carr to outperform them. i go Raiders 21, Steelers 18. Christmas games. Broncos favored by 2.5 points in L.A. to take on Baker Mayfield in the L.A. Rams. It's a 4.30. Kickoff, the over-under for this game is 36 and half points. This game is irrelevant. These are two teams I could care less about. I'm not sure if Russell Wilson was going to play in this game. It won't matter. I guess because I have to pick a team to win this game, I guess I'll pick the Rams because they're at home. But this is one of the more irrelevant games of Week 16. I roll with the Rams to beat the Broncos. I go Rams 20, Broncos 17. Bucks, favored by seven and a half points in Arizona to take on the Arizona Cardinals. It's an 8-20 kickoff. The over-under for this game is 40 and a half. If there was a game where the Buccaneers could put on a great performance and start to put together some rhythm before we get into the playoffs, this would be the game. I'm going to roll with Tom Brady and the Cardinals to win over the, you know, to win, 28-17. I got the, I got the Bucks 28-17 over the Cardinals. The, and then I got Monday night. We got Chargers-Coats. Real quick, I almost forgot about that one. Chargers-Coats. Chargers are favored by four and a half points. It's an 8-15 kickoff in Indianapolis. The over-under for the game is 45 and a half points. Chargers are currently on a three-game winning streak. So I'm rolling with the Chargers to beat the Colts. I'll go Chargers 31, Colts 17. I don't think the Colts are going to be able to bounce back from that 33-point collapse that took place in Minnesota in Week 15. Those are my NFL Week 16 wise picks. Ladies and gentlemen, it was a great show. It is Week 16 in the NFL. And before I get out of here real quick, let me go over some of these Christmas Day games, real quick, in the NBA. Hold on. We have at 12 o'clock, the Sixers are in New York at MSG. Great matchup between the Sixers and the Knicks. Can't wait for that one. We got James Harden and Joe B versus Julius Randle in the Knicks. In the end, 2.30. Lakers in Dallas to take on Luka. LeBron versus Luka. Excited about that one. And this is the wet matchup I'm the most excited about on Christmas. Giannis. Middleton in Boston to take on Tatum Brown. It's a five o'clock tip-off in Boston. The Celtics been struggling lately. They have been struggling lately. The Celtics need a win in the worst way. They need a win. I know tomorrow night they play the Timberwolves, but they need a win against an elite team. They need to need to put together a few wins and, and gain some confidence back because they've been struggling recently. Eight o'clock. Grizzlies in the Bay to take on the Warriors. Grizzlies favored by four and a half points. Over under 225 points. I was excited for this matchup when I looked at the Christmas Christmas Day games because we would have had Morant versus Steph, but no Steph for the Warriors advantage Grizzlies there. Suns, Nuggets, I, I would favor the Nuggets right now. I don't like this Suns basketball team. The Suns are a very, very stru- uh, troubled basketball team. A few days ago, I saw Monty Williams screaming in the huddle at DeAndre Aiden. I don't think Aiden wants to be in Phoenix. I don't understand why the hell the Suns matched that offer from the Pacers in the offseason when they gave him a big deal. The Pacers were trying to bring Aiden to Indiana, and for whatever reason, the Suns, they matched the offer. I don't think Aiden is a good mix with the Suns basketball team. Him and Monty Williams don't get along at all. I mean, they don't get along at all. And it has been very, very... Toxic in that Suns locker room. Chris Paul is past his prime. His best days are behind him. They still are trying to find a trading partner for Jay Crowder. Uh, the Suns are a mess. They their window has officially closed in the Western Conference. But everybody go and follow Wise Guys on Twitter at WiseGuys underscore H, Also on Facebook, Wise Guys. And be sure to follow Wise Guys on Instagram at TheseGuysNo Sports. It's a king's birthday on Monday. So definitely, definitely hit me up. I got some great, great birthday plans I'm excited for. Merry Christmas to everyone out there. Enjoy your holiday. Happy holidays to everybody. I'm Trey Larkin signing off the World Wide Sports Network. Peace. It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.